0: What's happening, humans? Welcome to the First Step Theology podcast where we discuss our glorious God so that we all might love and enjoy him in a greater way. My name is Joel and I am joined as always by Luke Rasmussen. How are you, mate?
1: Can you get a clap me in or something like that rather than a dreamy?
0: Wow, you ask a lot, don't you? (laughs) you? You're really demanding. This is my life, guys. Everything I do, there's always some backlash. It's not good enough. You've jumped two metres, I want you to jump three.
1: Correct. I'm trying to make you better. I don't understand. It's called Discipleship Champion. Deal with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Joel, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, mate. Welcome. Welcome. To you and to everybody else. (laughs) Don't know why I said that. Welcome to Christmas. Welcome to Christmas. Yeah, we're talking about Exodus today. Yes, we are. But before we talk about uh, the great first redemptive act of God, let's talk about the beginnings of... The greater one, yes, in Christ's first coming. Very good. That's what Christmas is about, eh? Yeah. I was reflecting on our conversation about Christmas movies last week. Yeah. And we were. I made a joke about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Um, which is um, quite a mute point because wouldn't we say that there is no such thing as a Christmas movie, as Christians? Because what defines a Christmas movie?
1: Oh my goodness. What do you think of these things?
0: I don't know. Actually, I do know. I was raking leaves and I was thinking about (laughs) this. This is the weird stuff that I remember. I was raking leaves because my stupid trees keep dropping leaves on my house. How dare they? Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Because I overheard someone having an argument about whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Sure. And I was reflecting on that and going, well, they were both Christians. And so... Unless it's a movie about Christ coming, which I'm—I don't—I'm sure there is one, but I'm yeah. not aware of one. Yeah, isn't there no such thing as a Christmas movie? It's Whoa. just move, events that happen at Christmas. Sure. Right. Yes. So then, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This isn't where I intended to, us yeah. to start this podcast, but
1: <laughs> this is not what we discussed in our beginning <laughs> yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Correct. Yes, I guess so. I mean, if you're a, if you are, an excuse the pun. Die hard in your position on this. Mm. I mean,
0: I'm die hard in every position, mate.
1: That's, yeah, some things you should <laughs> settle down on. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I honestly have never thought about it okay. before.
0: Well, you need some leaves to rake and then you I've can come, find to a, come to a conclusion.
1: I, I welcome leaves falling in my yard. I have a yard full of deciduous gorgeous trees that I treasure every single one of them because they are God's creation and I will not complain about it.
0: I use paper plates out of choice, (laughs) despite the trees.
1: Do you do it in front of them? Oh yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. They could be ants, or they could be ant wives.
0: (laughs) They could be ant wives. (laughs) Let's um, (laughs) what were we gonna talk about? no
1: <laughs> how are you feeling about christmas are you great we spoke about this last time of like i'm sure we did we at some both point. came to the conclusion that we do love christmas oh amazing i love
0: christmas mm. but we were um pondering yes. the the journey of christmas that it is from as yeah. a child like yes. christmas is just the best time ever as a child oh yeah right? so exciting families together food's happening yeah. presents are coming like yeah all the jazz
1: my middle daughter, every day this week, has said, This is the best day of my life.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, <is> she keeps <laughs> revising her <laughs> yeah, her yep. point.
1: Yeah, but it can very quickly become, This is the worst day of my life, mm. you know, within moments. But sure, yeah. But Christmas time for her is she's just like, This is the best day of my life. We're going to go see Christmas lights. This is the best day of my life. Excellent. Cook gingerbread. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> well, gingerbread is actually awesome.
0: It is, yeah. It's truly awesome. By the way, have mm. you
1: ever tried my wife's gingerbread?
0: Yeah, at your house recently. Oh, yeah. The Edwardses. Oh, yes. Mm.
1: Sorry. She's made a better batch recently.
0: Yeah, right. With a good kick to it. Mm. Mm. What's the secret ingredient? I can't
1: tell it. you. Yeah. It's like KFC. It's like <laughs> I'm going to get you addicted what, There's
0: sprinkling it. a sprinkling of chicken in that gingerbread. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The journey from... The journey. It yeah, is yeah. true. We're on track today.
1: I'm still... I still love Christmas, but the presents are like aren't as exciting as you get older. Or they're just a yeah. different level of excitement.
0: I reckon you sort of go, like, once you're aware of the excitement, like Elijah, my oldest offspring, um, he's, ju- he's like, aware of Christmas now. Like, yeah. of how exciting it is. Like, he's loving the craft and the baking and all that jazz. Yeah. The he, season. He understands presents, all that. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, what's he? Almost three.
1: You told me this year you're not giving him presents.
0: Yeah, no. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Yeah, yeah. We're real Christians. Yeah, good. (laughs) Um, I'm going to read to him the whole narrative. Stop taking me off track. As he's crying. (laughs) Yeah. Christmas morning. (laughs) Listen,
1: Elijah. Yeah. Jesus came.
0: (laughs) Just before three, around then, right? From then until like, would you say like 12? Yeah, yeah. 12, 13. Yeah. Christmas is just the best time in the world. It's magical. Yeah. And then from like 12 to 13... Like, teenage years, you're essentially in it for, like, what you can get out of it. Yeah, 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 Your parents or whatever. Yeah. Like, you, there's the one thing that you want and you're just, like, pining your parents for it. Yeah. Discontent if you don't get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young adults, you just forget that Christmas is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Ish. Yeah. Like, the excitement side of it. Yeah. And I think where we're at now, you come back full circle.
1: Oh, I'm a child again.
0: Yeah. And I think that is largely because of the children in our house right yeah like a big because we now have the privilege of teaching our kids what christmas is about Mm -hmm. and so you naturally create traditions around that and Mm. go on the whole journey and it's great but then also just the excitement like the solid example is great yeah like this is the best day ever yeah and it's just the the Irrational excitement, like genuinely, pretty irrational on some (laughs) level. Yeah, excitement is awesome. Yeah, and it's just vivacious.
1: Yeah, and it's things that you very good word there. (laughs) It's things that you regularly do. Mm. Like she's going to make uh, food at um, Charlotte's parents' house tonight. She does that all the time. You know, she goes to the house, but because it's Christmas time. And it's somehow related to that. We'll eat these things on Christmas morning. Yeah. It's amazing. It is the best day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Do you remember as a kid, like, your favorite Christmas present? Do you like, do you remember that thing of like, you were longing, like, you were like, because I don't know what you guys used to do for Christmas, Mm. but we would go like, Past all the toy stores in the area. Sure. Or get, you know, in the mail and we just circle. We'd all have right. one of our own and we'd circle, you know, yeah. or try write them down or whatever. Yeah. And just hope that,
0: you mm. know, your parents. Yeah. Well, I didn't grow up with a butler. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? Jeeves? <laughs>
1: Jeeves, we didn't do it for you as well? No, no, no.
0: Um, oh, vaguely. So, th- what I do remember about Christmas is so my birthday's Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, but I remember me and my best mate. Um, yeah, we would so not me growing up, <laughs> we would um like review presents afterwards. Oh, yeah, like the day after. I remember like either if we were <laughs> we would normally do Christmas night with them, yeah, and we would get together and like review the haul, yeah, like I remember that. <laughs> Um, which was just the best Because yeah. we are so close It was essentially like We had a whole other set of presents That we were going to enjoy yeah. Like that's what was cool about it um, And uh, if not It'd be the phone call It'd be like the f- What'd you get? Yeah, what'd you get? Did yeah. you get the thing? Yeah Did you get the thing you wanted? Yeah, Did you yeah. get the discount? I don't, I don't really recall Like really pining for a present What like, about you?
1: I remember as a young kid Getting mm. a red and black bike Like red and black BMX bike Yeah, right and I loved. That just thing. couldn't wait for it. Oh, I asked for a bike, yep. and I didn't care what it looked like. No, no, no. Um, I would have preferred streamers, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just absolutely frothed that thing and destroyed mm. my body on it. Yeah. And then I remember as a teenager getting a discman.
0: What? Oh, as in like a CD discman? A
1: CD discman wow. with the
0: headphones, yeah, and you couldn't you tip go. it because it would skip. Yeah. Wow. So you'd
1: have to. Oh.
0: Could you see the world in black and white, in colour then, or is it all black, nah, and, it white black and white still? Yeah. Yeah. And it's wind up as well. Okay, there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a magical time now. All I want is books.
0: Yeah, some books.
1: Gotta love them books. And I'm
0: uh, yeah. Actually, to be fair, and we really need to get onto our topic, but like, it, I am excited about buying presents for the boys that are actually for me.
1: Oh. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, just getting hard or forcing them into toy decisions. Yeah, yeah that I that, actually yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, that's what my dad
1: does. He, he buys our kids Lego
0: every mm. year so he can do it with them. Yeah, yeah. I like just getting a Technics digger, which I'm stoked about.
1: Spoiler alert! That's Elijah, right. don't be listening, brother.
0: That's all right. He doesn't like this podcast, <laughs> just like his mother. Yeah, there's too, there's too much. You know, t- t- literally ten minutes of garbage, <laughs> ten minutes and four seconds as it stands. Let's get to the Bible, since that's why we're here. Yes, we are talking today about Exodus. Oh, I have one more thing. Oh, I'll do it in a break. Okay, let's get to Exodus. Yes, let's we- get to Exodus. We are making our way through. The Bible, yes, providing a bit of an overview, just like a kickstarter for everybody, so that when you go to read the Bible, you can go, hey, there's a podcast that would maybe set me up to understand this a little bit better.
1: Yeah, we have got your first couple of weeks of your new yearly reading plan sorted.
0: Sorted, absolutely. So we're going to do Exodus today, and then we'll go on a break.
1: Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas
0: time, and we'll be back when we come back. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It'll probably be
0: February. February week one. I might record a special just by myself. I'll just pretend I'm talking. I'll do both voices. How about
1: that? I would listen to that.
0: All right. Sounds good. You'll be in India and I'll send it to you. Yeah, good. Brilliant. Love that. So last week we looked at Genesis. Yep. We saw God's creation of the world. Yes. Uh, Then in sort of the, you know, chapter 12 onwards, him choosing Abraham. Yep. And uh, then we see the follow, you know, the follow-on of God's promise to uh, Abraham's line, uh, ending with Joseph and and Jacob and and all the sons, winding up in uh, Egypt, where it all seems to be going pretty well.
1: Yeah, they they come, from, they become a people who are growing and developing, and you can see that promise that has been given at the beginning of the book to Abraham really, mm. like making good headway there's good fruit going on mm. but the start of exodus takes a very different turn
0: bit of a different turn yeah
1: yeah we, we see that there there's a new um a new king that mm. arises yeah a new pharaoh and um he forgets it's just the, the verse uh, says now there arose a new king over egypt who did not know joseph so he did not remember the works of joseph did not know um, what had occurred in Egypt and because of these people. Mm. uh, And so um, he's scared of them. Yeah. He's scared of their loyalty. He doesn't know where they lie. He can see that there are powerful people that are growing and being blessed in that way. He can see that their flocks are healthy and that they are Mm,
0: um, fruitful.
1: They are fruitful people. Yeah. And so he oppresses them.
0: Yeah. Big time. Big time. Big-time yeah. oppression. Now, before we get on to the details of sort of what happens in this book, it's worth noting that Genesis and Exodus, though they have different titles and there's sort of like, you know, book breaks in between, mm. very much follow on from one another. Yeah. And are written to the same people in the same context by the same person, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through um, Moses yes. to the people of Israel.
1: Yeah, at the same time. Did we say that at the same time?
0: Yeah. So so there's... Um, you know, no wonder that we quite literally sort of pick up where it left off. Um, in fact, these first five books of the Bible, known as the uh, the Torah or the Pentateuch, yep. uh, um, can be taken in in many ways as one. Yeah. Though there are five divisions in there, um, they they can follow on. They they follow the same people and and God's promise to to those people. Mm, anyway, that's right. Just worth noting. Good point. So. Yes, we're in Egypt.
1: We're in Egypt, and uh, they're being oppressed, and they cry out to God. Yeah, and the, the the thing is, they they can't stop the growth of these people. So Pharaoh, uh, you know, um, causes infanticide; he kills off all of these babies. And so, in amongst that, in the killing of these children,
0: or mm. the male children of the Hebrews, yeah, yeah
1: the male children of the Hebrews, uh, they're chucking them in the in the Nile. Mm. Um, the the story arises that there is a, a a young boy named Moses who is born from the house of Levi, so from the, the priestly line, mm. and uh, his mother redeems him or keeps him alive by putting him in an ark mm. in the same waters where his namesake and those around him are being killed.
0: Yeah. So his, his mom, rather than handing him over to be... Killed. Yep, puts him in the Nile and and trusts God. Yep, and actually while we're here, like the providence of God through this story, mm. even just this little microcosm of, of Moses is really beautiful. Big time because we see Moses go through the waters, and in chapter two, he he is found by um, one of Pharaoh's daughters or Pharaoh's daughter and a servant who who brings Moses to Pharaoh's daughter. Yep, who essentially adopts him, mm. but then. Rather than caring for him herself, she goes and gets Moses's actual mother yep. to come and care for him, yep. and pay her to do so. Yeah. So, 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 like God's providence to Moses's mum in this scenario. It, you know, she just faithfully didn't want her child to die, and so entrusted him uh, to the Lord. And mm. um, all of a sudden, she's getting paid to be mum now. That's a win. <laughs> pretty handy. Every
1: mum in the world is <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. This is not a recommendation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go weaving baskets for uh, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And tuck them in the torrens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly right. And so he grows up and at a certain point, he then is brought into um, the palace mm. and is treated as a prince. Yeah.
0: So he's raised as a prince, but his mother is, his actual mother is caring for him.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's taken in and um, through that whole um, process it builds to this point where he is aware that he is a Hebrew, mm. but he is also a prince of Egypt. Yeah. And um, he doesn't know what to do.
0: And he's in a sticky spot.
1: He's in a sticky spot. So Exodus leads us to this place where he, he tries to do it in his own capacity. He sees the oppression of his people and and a specific moment where a guard is beating uh, one of his men, and he comes in and he actually kills that guard. So Moses is, murders him in cold blood mm. and covers him, thinking that he could hide mm. and. Um,
0: and that no one would find out his wrongdoing. Yeah. But that's obviously not the case.
1: Yeah. The next day he sees two guys fighting who are Hebrew, and they say, You're going to kill us just like this guard when he s- tries to stop them from fighting. Mm. And so he flees.
0: And he runs off to, to Midian. Midian. And he seems to uh, dwell out in the desert for a little while.
1: Yeah. Fair amount of time, like scholars seem think upwards of forty years Yeah. He was right. out there, and uh, just back to his roots, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, back to the desert. Back to the desert. Out there, growing a binding beard, binding sheep. Yep.
1: Practicing. I don't know. I was going to think of something. really <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now, right here in this, <laughs> I'm just moving on. Yeah. In this scenario, we Moses is out in the desert. This, the the narrative has very quickly. Come to follow Moses. Like yep. God's people are being oppressed. They're slaves and that slavery is very harsh. Yeah. Moses is out in the desert.
1: They cry out for deliverance what? and then it zooms in mm. on this deliverer. Yeah. Who is not a good deliverer. So instantly we see that he's not the the promised deliverer. mm the snake crusher.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he's not who Adam and Eve were expecting or yep. longing for. Yeah, uh, but So what I was going to say is whilst Moses is out in the desert, it says in verse 23 of chapter 2 that during those many days, the king of Egypt died and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and they cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, yes, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Yeah. So, so right amidst this, um, you know, it zoomed in on Moses. Maybe this is the snake crusher. Maybe this is the savior. Yeah. Um, he murders somebody. Yeah. Okay. Obviously not. Yep. He's run out to the desert, fleeing from everything. Yep. And God hears the groaning, the yearning, the the call for rescue.
1: Yeah. Can we just address that God remembering aspect? Because mm. it, it it appears also in Genesis when God remembered Noah. Yeah. God doesn't forget. That's not what the text is saying of like no. God forgot and he's in heaven playing yo-yo and then all of a sudden his is groaning. He's like, What is that noise? And he's like, Oh yeah, there's an earth down there and everyone's rotting and burning. <laughs> like it's not that is not what is happening no, no, in the no. heavenly narrative. No. What that is is that his his remembering is his covenantal. Mm. Um he Uh, his covenantal acknowledgement that he has with them.
0: Yeah. The commitment that he has made to be their God Yeah, as they are his people. That's right. Yeah.
1: So it's really what the scripture is emphasizing is that God is not going to leave them and and forsake them. Yeah. So it's all a part of his plan. He's still the covenantal God of Genesis. He's Mm. still making something happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he's revealing the fact that he is a God that is high above but yet still hears the cries of his people. Mm,
0: yeah. yeah, and faithful to those people despite, one, their predicament. Yarp. Two, the tyranny of the probably the greatest nation in the world at the time, Egypt, yep. in, in terms of size and power. Yep. Um, and three, his people's wrongdoing. Yeah. Like the reason they ended up in Egypt was because these sons pretended to kill their brother (laughs) and send them into slavery, right? Now, God was providentially working through that, Yep, but their wickedness was equally as evident as God's providence Mm -hmm. and God's graciousness and goodness. So, so yeah. And the other thing that this is doing is showing us that God is – hey, remember Abraham? That's why we're here, Mm. because God is faithful. Yes, right. Remember Isaac and Jacob, how he was faithful to them? Well, we're gonna see now how he is faithful to this, you know, ragtag mob people that are yep. that are left in Egypt. Because they came from those guys. Yeah, that's right. The seeds of the promise, the, yeah, the offspring. Yep. So here we are.
1: Here we are. And so the the narrative gets crazy mm. because Abraham is out in the middle of nowhere. Moses. Sorry, Moses in the in the <coughs> middle of Upper Combuctum West and there is <laughs> no one and <or> nothing <laughs> around the place. And it says that he noticed a burning bush. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he goes... It's not it. That's not burning. That's not burning. It's on it fire won't burn up. and it won't burn up. Yep. And he goes to it and it starts talking to him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, mate. What's going on here? <laughs> and uh, God speaks to him and he says uh, for him to come near and take off his sandals because the, the place in which he's standing is holy ground and he does so and he reveals that he is God. And this is actually the first time in Scripture mm. that God reveals his name. And essentially, he has this conversation with Moses where he he says, I've heard the cry of the people and I am coming down to them. Yeah. And by that, he means he will use Moses. Mm. The God's coming down to us is that he would use man to do so. Yeah. Which is a big gospel send just FYI <laughs> yeah big idea big big idea for sure and so uh he he, he tells him what he's going to do and and Moses is a bumbling mess like he's no hero in this story he's like I have a stutter you can't use me I've got a stutter I you know what if they don't believe me like you know he is just doing everything to kind of weasel out of yeah. like this but God is faithful and he's like I will go with you Surely I'll go with you. He doesn't say, Oh, you're a man of good character, or, you know, like, Yeah,
0: yeah you're charismatic. You'll be fine. Yeah. 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 And
1: he's like, Surely I'll be with you. No.
0: My presence is what makes it, is what's going to make this work. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. doing this. Yeah. You're just working on my behalf. For sure. And so, you know, he gives him some cool tricks, mm. <laughs> some <laughs> miracles. Yeah. And uh, he sends him back in.
0: Yeah. Provides Aaron as yep. his voice. Yep. as a as a spokesperson, and and then we're heading back to Egypt. We'll come back to the name, I reckon. Let's come back to the name at the end. Yeah, good we'll, idea. We'll reference that. Yep. Um, actually, no. Let's do it now because it's important, right? For who God is. Oh my goodness. Because um, make up your mind, son. <laughs> well, our extensive planning meetings were cut short today. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. So uh, so Moses says essentially um, w- when. Uh, in verse thirteen of chapter three, he says, Moses, it says, Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people, I am has sent you. And uh and then he talks about how his covenantal relationship with their fathers, uh, that, that he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And it is he, it is I who have sent you. Mm. That's, again, not super straightforward. No. I am who I am. That's, that's not necessarily how I would um, present myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I suppose it's true in English. Yep. I am who I am. True. What, what's God doing here?
1: Well, God is revealing, first of all, His nature—the mm. one who is from the beginning, and uh, He's unchanging in that, right? Mm. And um, <clears throat> He goes, He goes f- further after revealing, "I am who I am." Of course, yeah. And gives uh, His name Yahweh, mm. um, and which is, if you look in your Bible, when there's a capital Lord, that's referring to that that mm. name. Yeah. Um, but He does more, right, in in revealing. I am who I am.
0: Yeah. So um, you you see God's self existence, as you said, his um, unchangeableness or his immutability that we spoke about on podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers. (laughs) Yeah. And um, immutability,
1: right? Unchanging.
0: Is unchanging. Yeah. And that, you know, this is the God who created and sustains the universe. Yep. like let's not separate Genesis 1 from um the God who is speaking to Moses and has heard the call of his people yeah um this is you know the I am the eternal I am or, or Yahweh as it yep. uh, would be in uh in Hebrew and and this was such a revered and holy name for the Jewish people Big to time. the point where um they would they would would not use they wouldn't say this they wouldn't say Yahweh um, and when they wrote it, they would take out the consonants. And so um, it, it was... Vows. The vows, sorry. It was... Um, <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it like such reverence for the holiness of God. Yep. And because underpinning all of it is that God is unlike us Mm. certainly god is holy and god is faithful and god is good and he is just but in all of those things he is transcendent in comparison to his creatures yeah because he is the only one who is who is self-existent yeah you and i are dependent upon many different things yeah water oxygen food relationships so on and so forth but supremely we are dependent upon God Yeah, because he's the only one who is self-existent. Yeah, exactly right. And it's this God who is condescending, who is descending to his people Yeah, and choosing to be a covenant with them.
1: Yeah. So there is, I mean, among all of the other things that is revealed in this, one of the big things that what God is doing is giving confidence to him. God, yeah. I am going to be with you. Now that means nothing mm-hmm. if that God is powerless. Yeah, but He's saying, "No, no, I am who I am. Like I am, I am pre-existent. Mm. I am self-existent. I am, I'm um, unchanging in my might, in my power. I am yeah. the one who was at the beginning, and I'll be the one who is at the end. Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that. That is, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed about this kind of stuff. And yeah. if the, you know, the elders, if they're actually elders. I know what it means. Can I just, a really important aspect, that word mm. elders uh, it, um, is um, transliterated to mean, or translated to mean bearded ones. I'll just,
0: just let that so, hang. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's All right. <laughs> thanks
1: for joining us. For <laughs> <laughs> Glad,
0: glad you brought that up. Yeah.
1: I've actually got it, I've literally got it in notes in my Bible. Bearded ones, <laughs> like really significant. Hardly edit any other annotations in this Bible, and it's mm. just bearded ones, Good. elders. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> the,
0: the leaders of the people, in, in other words, <laughs> yeah. yeah, as well as the bearded ones.
1: Bearded ones okay, are the sorry. only ones who can be the leaders of the people.
0: Is that true? Is that what you think? Let's see what Past Luke has to say about that.
1: Settle down there, cowboy. <laughs> Don't forget who you are. <laughs> Where did you find that?
0: That is an excerpt from one of your past sermons. <laughs> oh my! God. I found the I found a video of it, and I thought that audio is going to go well on my soundboard. Let's hear it again.
1: <laughs> Settle down there, cowboy! <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Who Sounds you like are. I'm reading it from a teleprompter. It does. Don't You're- forget who you are. <laughs> I hate that there's so much of my voice online.
0: It is a scary thought. We say that as we're recording a podcast yes. for the internet. Oh my god! What are we doing?
1: Okay, let's let's get to All this right. narrative.
0: Yes. Okay. So, and actually, I think the rest of this narrative is summarized by who this God is. Yeah. This great I am, I am God, yep. who is self-existent, who is holy, is tra- is transcendent. Because what we see from here now is from four to nineteen, yep. or at end of eighteen. God judges, uh, Egypt. Yes. Pharaoh. Yes. The God King. Yep. As in Little G God King. Yep. And all the gods of Egypt. Yeah, that's right. Like all their supposed deities, he just absolutely slams.
1: Yeah, and what you mean by that? Just so if you haven't um, ever heard of this idea before, mm. is that all of the plagues there's ten in total. Yeah. They all go after. The gods of that nation. Yeah. And so s- essentially, what God's saying is, I control them and I rule over them, mm. and I've just crushed them before you. Yeah. And so essentially, he's like, <laughs> he's systematically tearing this nation apart.
0: Oh, yeah. Starting with their theology. Starting with
1: their theology. Yeah. Which,
0: and in doing so, rescuing his people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which really is a very interesting narrative of when we, our narrative, when our theology falls apart, mm. our nations fall apart. deep,
0: very deep, too deep for us. Way too deep. Um, And then from (coughs) them, oops, then God rescues his people, um, takes him out, them out into the wilderness to Mount Sinai where they would worship him. Yep. And God gives them the law. Mm. And so the rest of the book of Exodus from chapter 19 onwards is the people at Israel receiving uh, or beginning to receive um, the law of this transcendent. Yep. Yet covenantal God. Yeah. And he begins to outline for them how they might live in right relationship with him, with him who is holy, though they are unholy.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think I said it last time, it's God then showing them um, he's taken them out of slavery. Mm. And then through this process of giving him his law and being in relationship with him, he's he's taking slavery out of them. And showing this is how you live free. Yeah. in relationship with me i am the source of life i am who i am mm. this is what life should be like you've seen what it looks like mm. to be in opposition to me it's death because i am the source of life yeah and if they step outside of that it's death and so he he outlines to them now the law is deep it's mm. like over 600 individual laws yep there it is is convoluted um, in, in, in many regards like the, the, honestly, if mm. you've made it this far in your reading and you, you get to this half of Exodus, it becomes tough, right? Yeah you know, like in, sorry in your annual yearly reading because yeah there's laws upon laws, there's things about clothes that priests wear like it's just mm. but the whole idea of this is to point us to the holiness of God that God has these standards and to yeah. be his people requires us to be holy as he is holy. Absolutely, and um, and that's that's then s- he he boils it all down nicely into the Ten Commandments for us, which is in Exodus twenty, right?
0: Yeah, which we should zoom in on uh, in a yeah, moment. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> at some point, yep. do we do we need to touch on anything in the in between?
1: Well, um, I think it's worth noting. Actually, mm. no, we'll we'll get to the the big narratives of um Exodus in in the story of redemption. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think that let's talk about the. Let's talk about the um, the Decalogue.
0: All right. Chapter 20. Chapter 20. Go there for yourselves, friends. Turn oh, there. If you're driving, then eyes on the road, please. Yep. I was uh, crossing the road with my son the other day. Yeah. And you know the old, like, um, stop, look and listen. Yeah. Electric cars these days have really ruined that. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you listen and it's silent. Yeah. But there's a car
1: there. Yeah. True. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I suppose that's why it says look first. Uh <laughs> verse 1
1: actually it says stop first.
0: Stop first, sorry, sorry. Uh God gives the 10 commandments. Yep. Should we go through them?
1: Yeah, he, yeah. So they they've been brought around Mount Sinai. There mm. is this huge moment of uh, like this it's epic. Like they're free. Like mm. God's de- he's d- destroyed some enemies before them. Like they are they would be like what is going on? Who is this God? Mm. And so um, he 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 calls Moses up to him. Yeah, his his prophet, his his mouthpiece to them. Yep. And uh, he he outlines this to them. Yeah.
0: Now a good preface to this law. Yep. And when we consider any law, we, we should consider the context of it, especially in relation to the gospel, right? In in God's saving mercy and grace towards us. Yeah. Because it's interesting to recognize that the law here comes after the exodus. Yeah. God saves these people out of slavery, and then he gives them the law. He saves them from their slavery within them. (laughs) Um, He he takes slavery out of them. But um, Exodus chapter 19 is really helpful for us, as obviously it comes before the law, but it says this in verse 3. It says, Whilst Moses goes up to God, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel. All right, this is what he says before before we even get to the Ten Commandments. You yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings, wings and brought you to myself. Mm. Now, therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. I think that quite aptly summarizes the book of exodus yeah like we have the the past hey remember i rescued you yeah i bore you out on eagle's wings yeah you saw what i did how i am the great i am there is no other gods but me yeah i crushed all of them yeah and i rescued you and brought you to myself mm. so that you would be a treasured possession to me yeah now in response to that obey my commandments yeah and remain as my treasured possession because why because the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests Mm. and a holy nation what's he saying in that he's saying that you would be you know a city on a hill yeah in in new testament terms that you would be the soul of the earth. You would live as holy, so that you would reflect my holiness to all the nations of the of the world.
1: Yeah, that all the world might be blessed through you. If we refer back to Genesis twelve. Oh, good. Very good.
0: Very good. Look, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> very good yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, in that, it's that helps us to frame Exodus then, because mm. it it then it doesn't become a pack of rules of no. this is how you're a part of my club. But it's actually about freedom and flourishing. Yeah. Now there's standards, right? We we, we can't like but flourishing is based on standards. Mm. Sometimes we think of flourishing as like, no, I get to do what I want to do. Yeah. And no, no, flourishing is living by a standard because that's the way you're made, because the earth is his. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's good. let's look at this decalogue. All right. Sorry, de- Ten Commandments.
0: Ten commandments. Thank you. Um theologian Luke. God says this. He says, I am the Lord your God who who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Commandment number one. You shall have no other gods before me. In other words, I am, so only me. Yep. Commandment number two. Are we going through? Yeah, we are. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in uh, heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children uh, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Mm.
1: You shall not make for yourself an idol, as in do not boil God down to an image. He is the one who's revealed himself to us, and Mm. so therefore keep it that way.
0: Yeah. Interesting. This commandment, and we can't comment on all of these, but um, you know, often we think of idolatry as if we are creating a god, a different god, in the sense of like I'm going to, you know, find a plant and I'll make that an idol. This is saying God here is saying, do not create an image that represents me. Yeah, like don't try and worship me by your own means.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Worship me as I have revealed myself to you. Yep, it's a very significant thing. To ponder and, it is. and and challenge how we worship.
1: Yeah, because we often, when we think on these things, we, we, we go to the temples, you know, that uh, that are full of statues. We go to, mm. but we forget that no, our heart is to want to make God in our image.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: In the way that we want him to be. Mm. God says, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's not how it works. No. Yeah, that's right. Number three. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain.
1: Do not use the Lord's name for your own benefit.
0: Yeah, to deceive or, or make oaths that, you know. <laughs> Actually, no, we can't bring it up. I remember, sorry, we can't. I remember <laughs> another old sermon of yours. I need to find the soundbite of this. Please don't. Where you talked about um, this commandment. and using the Lord's name in vain to get you some lucky um, hot fried chicken. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't even know how you got there, but I remember you saying lucky hot fried chicken or something like that, tasty hot chicken, about 15 times.
1: (laughs) 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 It's clearly an important issue.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was hot on your mind at the time. Good. Verse 8, fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day, that is a day, uh, sorry, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. mm Mm. We did it. So the first three yep. relate to worship, yep. how we had to worship God and relate to God.
1: How do we view him? How do we look to him? Yep.
0: Yep. The um, fourth one is obscure. Mm-hmm. It's all about the Sabbath and yep. stopping toil. Yeah, yeah. Resting from labor. Yep. And very quickly, like we, we have here, remember, consider the context. God is teaching his people how to not be slaves. Yeah. And... They've just come from a nation where they were enslaved to a king who um, forced them into endless toil.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: They're coming out and now they have a new king, God. And so they need to relearn what it means to be the people of God with this sort of king. Big time. And at the core of that is rest, Mm. is stopping and ceasing and enjoying God's creation and his toil.
1: And allowing him to be God.
0: And allowing him to be God.
1: Our view of Sabbath. See, Sabbath is like a a a bridge. It's a gateway between the two, isn't it? Yes. The, the first three are, are all about worship and looking to God. Mm. And then the rest, like the, the last six are all about your actions because mm. of that. Yeah. And so that middle one is like how you view God is how you take part in Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like we've talked, we we talked about Sabbath recently, but it's a really good reminder of like, how do you Sabbath? Yeah. And if you aren't Sabbathing, the the question is not about I'm too busy. The question is, is how are you worshiping the God who deserves Mm -hmm. to, like, how are you viewing that God?
0: That's challenging.
1: It is challenging. It's tough. Like I read that and I'm like, I need to change things in my life.
0: Yeah. Because God is
1: God and I'm not. and. Mm. And Yeah, it's a reflection of your prayerlessness because all prayer is is resting in God, coming to that God.
0: Trusting him, relying on him entirely. Yeah,
1: and that's restful.
0: Yeah, stopping our toil, stopping trying to control it for ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Good one, mate.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: And then we're on to (laughs) the… Sound like I'm
1: I'm (laughs) saying about the thought, not (laughs) about… Yeah, that was very good. Yeah, Yeah,
0: wow. Do you want a round of applause? Yes, please. Uh, And then the final ones we have, how we have to relate to one another. Yep. This what What is it to be the people of God? It is to honor your father and mother, yep. that your days may be long in the land that your Lord your God is giving you. You yep. shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's.
1: Yeah, and so they, uh, it's all laid out. And interestingly enough, when Jesus uh,
0: summarizes <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: Jesus summarizes it all, he says, love the Lord your God yep. and love your neighbor as yourself. And that is a summary of it all. Yeah. Really, it's, this is how you relate to God. So your, your vertical relationship, and mm. if that's good, your horizontal relationship will follow. Amen. And essentially that is the law built mm. into that. Now, Exodus, I mean, there's, there's, there's different things that occur, you know, like while, while they are up on that mountain, while Moses is before God <laughs> getting these things, they do exactly what they're not supposed to do.
0: Yeah, they create an idol.
1: They create an idol, an image of God who has saved them, mm. and it's got one of my favourite excuses ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is a good one. Go, go for and it. And so
1: he, they, they go and they do this thing. And
0: uh, these are the people of Israel at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, whilst while God's hearing, uh, yeah. whilst Moses is hearing the law. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so they they come to Aaron and they're like Aaron you know when we need a god like who who do we worship? He's Moses is up there forever and so then Aaron's like hmm is, you know I'm in charge down here what should I do? <laughs> so he gets them to grab all their gold mm. and and fashions for them a golden calf and he says like here is your god here's the <laughs> one who has saved you. And and so God like midway through says to um uh, Moses. Moses like oh you, your people are down there making an absolute mess of the place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he goes down and it says, you know, like there's, the, he could hear the sound of worship, you know, worship. There's just like, there was chaos going down there. Mm. <laughs> and then he he confronts Aaron and um, Aaron's like, oh, well, the people gave me gold and I threw it in the fire and out, out of the fire came the it came. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the best example of like, they made me do it. and And it just popped out like that way.
0: And here it comes. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Mm, it's great
1: yeah anyway Mm. that's the ins and out and there's judgment that's poured upon them Mm. literally as he said it to them they do that but god yeah he still sustains them and he's still faithful to them Mm. and and he's still merciful to them because he within right was able could have wiped them all out in that moment Mm. and yet they didn't
0: and yet they didn't
1: and he, he kept them and he protected them
0: what a faithful God! Yeah, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back to the some other themes we've missed and maybe the overarching history of redemption. Yes, Luke. Yes. Very very quickly because gotcha. we're running low on time. I uh, this cold showers thing. Yeah. You said we're not allowed to talk about it again. I well, I'm bringing it up. I'm breaking my own rules, okay. but it's great. It's so good. And the uh, – let me tell you just a few experiences that are just wonderful.
1: Is this repentance?
0: Uh, obviously, you uh, you get in and there's the initial like shock of a fully cold shower. This
1: is a dream come true for me to have this conversation.
0: By the way, if you're new to this podcast, this is like an ongoing – you probably need to go back to episode one to get the start <laughs> of this conversation. Feel free to skip ahead a couple of minutes. <laughs> 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 um when you your muscles just tense and you're just like getting through you're gritting through the first little bit yeah but then there's like the delight of when your body acclimatizes and it begins to feel warm yeah yeah i really think you should start having cold (laughs) showers like it's it's quite like genuinely yeah like it's great it is excellent no no i'm not i'm not saying like you know, just read an article and then say that you do it just to like (laughs) rebrand yourself. I'm saying you should actually start trying because the other thing, you would know this, but the other thing is when you get out of the shower and then your body becomes warm and it's like – you get tingles all over your body as you put warm clothes on. What are you playing at? Because mate? as the blood sort of like begins to come to the to the outside are again. Are you saying you really just good. read
1: an article on this thing and you have not been having this cold
0: shower? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying you should start having cold showers rather than just telling people that you do because <laughs> you, you like the image that it gives you. <laughs>
1: Don't (laughs) try and soil my name on the (laughs) eve of Christmas. Are you saying that I'm not a man of
0: my word? Oh, I'm saying um, that you should have cold showers.
1: (laughs) I have been and I'm an advocate for them. Okay. And you are welcome to come and join me for our um, cold shower festivals. Oh yeah? But you must wear bathers.
0: Oh, thank goodness for that. Well, you've heard it here first, folks. You should try a cold shower. <laughs> honestly. All right. How does Exodus uh, help us understand? I was so, can
1: I just say, I was so confused by that. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. was <laughs> like, he playing at?
0: Yeah, it didn't land. Um, <laughs> but because of the quality of this podcast, it'll stay in. And that, oh, that, yeah. that, that's people, how we do things. People will love it. Yeah, sure. Uh how does Exodus and yeah. and the contents of Exodus help us understand the overarching story of redemption that we have in in the Bible?
1: Well, Exodus is like is so rich mm. in the redeeming work. Like the yeah. the redeeming work of God in, in firstly to to bring salvation through death. Mm. Like even in that small micro story of of Moses mm. of through the death the, the the water that all these, you know, mm. all, all these, his namesake have being killed mm. yet he has brought through life, brought to like brought life through mm. the, the, those waters of death. Yeah. Like, so we, we see in, in simple going, okay, well, this story is, is clearly, there is a story of redemption that is going on here. Mm. And then, then this whole exodus of them, you know, being in Israel mm. going through the waters you know the judgment that's poured on upon their enemies, and then their enemies being wiped out, as sin is being wiped out, and death is wiped out in our life. Mm. They they cross over and are brought into salvation. Yeah, like there is this is this is the a, a story of the gospel right there and then, oh, right?
0: Yeah, this is the great redemptive act of the Old Testament in yeah. God saving His people out of slavery, and the New Testament picks up on this time and time again. Yeah, big time to explain for us what Jesus has done. Yeah. That he has rescued us out of slavery, out of the slavery to sin and death. Yeah. Just as God rescued his people out of the slavery to, you know, the gods of Egypt and, yep. and Egypt.
1: And and essentially as well, he is constantly reminding them of this exodus, mm. his promise to them, oh. of like there's a greater exodus that is coming. Mm. Yeah. And Moses even says, there is one who will come after me mm. who is greater. Yeah. So he he's pointing to the fact, he's like, I'm a little yeah, in, in this scenario, like God is going to provide the great redemptive thing. Mm. So we, we see within this that God is and first and foremost that God is a God who hears the cries of his people, mm. crushes their ultimate enemy. And the ultimate enemy is not those that are surrounding us. No. It's death and it is sin and is what has happened in Genesis 3. for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, so as part of that sort of exodus, you have um, the Passover or the first Passover, where uh, the final judgment that God um, enacts upon Egypt, he he warns them of. Um, he says, "Let my people go." Um, if you've seen uh, the Prince of Egypt movie, you know that. Too, Deliver us. too well, yeah. Um, and uh, he, you know, promises to um, take the firstborn child of every household. Yep. Um, unless um, the people are faithful. Yep. to God and sacrifice a lamb yep. a lamb without blemish yep. um, and and put the blood over the doorposts of that home. and, and so then we have uh, it says the angel of death comes and and passes over the homes that had been atoned for mm. by the death of a lamb yep. of an unblemished lamb. And you know obviously if you've, if you've read the New Testament we, we know Jesus comes along, and John the Baptist, for example, he sees Jesus and he says, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world." Big time. Uh, and it's the New Testament speaks of Jesus as the one who came and suffered and died in our place to be the propitiation or to atone for yep. our sins, so that, back to metaphorically speaking, so that the angel death may pass over. Us and we may instead have new life in Christ. Yeah, Th- this motive is one that that follows all throughout the uh, Old Testament. As we get to Leviticus soon, we'll see again the the continual need for atonement and the uh, remembering of the Passover and mm. and this beautiful reminder of God's saving work through the death of another. Yeah, which is ultimately fulfilled in Christ, as Hebrews will say that He is the perfect sacrifice. Who died once and for all. Yeah. The atonement, as the atonement for our sins.
1: Yeah. It, 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 even in that, it, it shows within the holiness of God that He will judge mm. against His enemies. It's not that He then saves Israel and then Egypt, you know, becomes, they become best pals from afar. You know, mm. like, no, no, no. These are enemies of God and enemies of His people, and therefore He crushes them, mm. he deals with it. There's that picture of even as they're crossing through the waters, mm. un, you know, like the Red Sea parts and they, they pass through, they're passing through the the waters of baptism. Yeah. You know, there's a big picture in that and then they, they're cleansed that the those that were they were enslaved to is, is crushed and destroyed. Yeah. But there is just so much in it. and mm. when they cross over within this story of redemption is that they are made a new people. Mm. Like they are you can you can almost say that once they cross over. The through the waters, mm. that is when Israel is born. Mm. You know that they are actually the people are uh, the people of God. Before then, they were you know, um, Ab- you know they were Abraham's people. You know they they came from his line, and so therefore that's where the blessing was. But coming through that waters, they are now identified as the people who God has chosen to save mm. and bring through the waters. Like that's a huge identifying moment, and so that because of that they are then called to be holy.
0: Yeah, holy as I am holy. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, in this sort of like gospel-centric idea, they are saved to live for the glory of God, just as now <laughs> in Christ we are saved to live in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. And and the New Testament picks up on this same language. You know, the, this separation of like the Old Testament God's angry and the New Testament God's graceful is completely conflated out of proportion yeah, yeah. and makes no sense Because the New Testament writers point back to this God and say, hang on, this God is doing the same thing with us. Mm. He rescued us out of slavery from sin and death. And now he is calling us to be holy as he is holy. That is both an Old Testament and a New Testament reference. Be holy as I am holy, God says. Mm. That's a heavy call, but it's the call of our God who has saved us and shown us affection, grace, and kindness in Christ Jesus.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and and through this story in Exodus, we actually see that they're unable to do it. Mm. They're unable to be holy. And so it's we see there's, there's whispers, there's a yearning for God to do that in them. Mm. And it's not until he comes and dwells with them fully because he's dealt with their sin that they're then able to do so. And then that's the, the birth of the church. Mm. And so even in Exodus, the grand story of this redeeming work of God we we see that it is not fully. No. It hasn't been completely dealt with. Like mm. It is just like this is what it is and God has saved us. We see the foreshadowing of this great level of, cool, he saved you from your enemies, but what about the enemy inside you?
0: Yeah, there's a bigger, bigger problem here. Yeah. Mm. And that's where we're leaving it.
1: That is exactly where we're leaving
0: it. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah,
1: Merry Christmas. Thanks for being with us. We yeah. love and appreciate all three of you.
0: Yeah, it's been a big year of many podcasts. So many. <laughs> Next year we're going to be more consistent. But genuinely, yep. thank you. Yeah. We appreciate and love you all. And uh, have a wonderful Christmas season.
1: Settle down there, cowboy. Don't forget.